Chapter 1. Two Old Boilers What? You mean the Earl does it for money? asked Blotto, appalled. That's way beyond the barbed wire. What a stencher. It was rare for Deverell Liminster, younger son of the late Duke of Taster, to express criticism of a fellow aristocrat. Centuries of the feudal system and public school, which were more or less the same thing, had inculcated in him the honourable principle of sticking together with your own kind and treating everyone else like dirt. But then it was rare for Blotto to have heard the kind of revelation he just had about the activities of the Earl of Woking. The person who had unleashed this bombshell on him was his sister, Lady Honoria Liminster, known to everyone who didn't call her Milady as Twinks. Both siblings were extraordinarily good-looking. If a Greek god were blonde, and it's always hard to tell hair colour from the statues they have left to posterity, then he'd be the ideal look-alike for Blotto. The young man was in his twenties and had the figure of an athlete, honed by years of cricket and riding to hounds, at both of which sports he excelled. His tanned face boasted honest blue eyes under a thatch of wheat-coloured hair. Each feature was perfectly formed, the patrician nose, the resolute chin, and even the ears, although there was nothing between them. But any intellectual inadequacy was more than made up for by the intelligence of his sister. Twinks was exquisitely petite, which might suggest that her brain weighed in at less than the national average, but there was no mistaking its power. Rarely, save in the senior common room of St. Raphael's College, Oxford, did she find brains that could engage with hers on equal terms. And it was a constant source of amazement that someone so gifted intellectually could be a creature of such beauty. Also blonde, her hair was of a finer silver filigree than her brother's. Her skin had the glow of alabaster, warmed by the first pink light of dawn. Her azure eyes were bottomless pools of seduction. Amorous swains fell for her with the frequency of apples thudding to the ground at the end of summer. That evening, the siblings were sitting over cocoa in Twinks's boudoir. She was not only smoking a cigarette, but had also made the cocoa herself. Lotto sometimes had his breath taken away by how modern a girl his sister was. He always felt secure, though, in her boudoir, a confection of white silk and lace. Twinks had summoned the confab to discuss the latest crisis in the taste of Tower's finances. It was the same old problem, the plumbing. During the early years of the 20th century, shortcomings in that area were tolerated by guests at stately homes, unless they were Americans, and nobody with any breeding cared what Americans thought. Someone staying for a weekend house party would not be surprised by a heating system which clanked through the night like a medieval ghost army, by the fact that there was only one bathroom per twenty bedrooms, and that all the taps yielded was a thin trickle of lukewarm brown water. But though they set the bar low, weekend guests did have an expectation that, at however modest a level, the plumbing should work. And in Taster Towers, that 
very rarely happened. To the family resources, this represented a major drain, one which, unlike most of the drains in the limits to ancestral home, was not blocked. Outgoings on the taster tires plumbing were at least as great as other notorious ways of losing money, like keeping a string of racehorses in training, and much less fun. Now, the main boiler, a massive daunting contraption in one of the taster tires cellars, which looked and behaved like a terrifying coal-gobbling monster from a medieval vision of hell, had finally given up and exploded. It was to devise a way of raising the cash for this emergency that Twinks had summoned Blotto to her boudoir. Humbly, he knew his role in such discussions. He would listen while his sister outlined the potential solutions and then agree vigorously when she told him which was the best one.